0: All right. Well, we are going to start a new teaching series today. I'm really excited for it. We, over the last two months, have been doing our foundation series, and that's been awesome. We talked about church. We talked about the Bible. We talked about sin, the gospel, being Christians. We talked about a lot of stuff, so now I'm really excited for the next couple months just to zero in on, well, nine different topics, but all under the guise of one thing, and we're going to be talking about the spiritual disciplines. And... uh Kind of the main idea that's gotten me thinking about this is the state of the church in the West. And this is not a knock on the Western church by any means, but it's just an observation. Uh, The West does a really good job of creating converts, but not cultivating disciples. We know how to make converts better than we ever have. We know how to... Set the stage, set the scene to set somebody up to raise their hand, say, yep, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I love that. I celebrate that. I champion that. That's amazing. And we should keep doing that. But there's more. There's more. There is a life to be lived after the raised hand saying, that's me. I need Jesus. There's a life of discipleship, a life in the way of Jesus. Um, A typical kind of story goes like this. Someone's invited to church by their friend or their neighbor, or their coworker, and after several invites, they reluctantly come. They love the message and maybe even respond to an altar call. Raise their hand, that's me. They visit maybe the visitor hub, first time guest tent, whatever, and they fill out some info, and from that point on, they kind of get lost in the church ether. Uh, they hopefully get involved with a discipleship program or a Bible study, but it's kind of up in the air and contingent on if somebody emails them. And none of that's bad, by the way, I love that. I think there's there's something to be said about having systems in place, onboarding people, especially when they're new to the faith, like getting them plugged in, I think that's great. But I really believe that God is moving the church from casual attendees to everyday intentional disciples. Like I said, we do a really good job of getting butts in seats on Sundays. And even on Wednesday nights, and that's awesome. But there's a there's a deeper, and there actually is a model of following Jesus that goes back the last two thousand years of church history, and it's found in the spiritual disciplines. Um, so today our series is is just going to be the way of Jesus. We are going to be journaling through the spiritual disciplines, or journeying through the spiritual disciplines. And what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off the ones that we are going to cover over the next couple months. And we're really going to put this into practice. And every week, starting today, I'm going to be sending out a sheet on our chat, like on the thread, on the Rock app. I'm going to be sending out a document that is uh, our weekly practice. And there's going to be recommended scripture reading, recommended listening, uh, recommended uh, reading of a, bu- a couple books that I have that I'm gonna recommend you guys read as we go through this series. Um, And then uh, one more recommended something, I forget. Uh, Recommended discipline, the discipline that we're working on that week. So I'll be sending that out. If you need help getting on our church uh, app chat thread for young adults, just let me know and I'll help you do that. But uh, over the next couple months, this is what we're gonna be covering. We're gonna be talking about Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath, we're gonna be defining as a 24-hour period of rest and delight. Reminding my soul and body that God provides for me. Not the other way around. We're also going to be talking about prayer. Being with him, talking with him, listening to him, and aligning with God's will. We're also going to talk about fasting. Setting aside sustenance for a period of time to lean into God even closer. I'm really excited to talk about fasting because we have our own conceptions and thoughts about what fasting is, but we're really gonna look at scripture and what it has to say about the practice of fasting. We're also gonna talk about solitude. We've talked about this in Young Adults a little bit, but we're really gonna go deep into silence, solitude, and um, just contemplative prayer. Solitude is quieting the noise of life to still my soul and hear his voice. We're also going to talk about scripture or divine reading, Lectio Divina. It's reading not just to learn, but to encounter Jesus. Not just to get Bible information in my brain, but to get the heart of God into my heart, into my soul. We're going to talk about community. Simply put, it's prioritizing the people of God. It's community. The spiritual discipline of community is prioritizing the people of God in my life. Caring enough. To show up, to serve, to engage, to stand next to brothers and sisters, arms lifted high, worshiping the King of Kings. That's community. A couple more. We're going to talk about service. Volunteering my time and my energy to serve, yes, the body of Christ, but also anybody who needs help and love. In church, we obsess over serving, and I think we should because we all should make it happen. We all should have uh, involvement in what's going on in the church and serving and giving up our of our time, but I don't think we talk about serving our community enough. Yeah. We're really going to explore that conversation. Two more. We're going to talk about generosity, the spiritual discipline of generosity. This is looking for ways to be generous with money, time, and resources inside and outside the church. And yes, we will talk about tithing. And I'm stoked for that one. I love talking about tithing. And we're gonna talk about our witness, living and sharing this good news, our witness as Christians, witnessing and living a life of witness. And there are more spiritual disciplines that have been practiced over the last couple thousand years. That's not an exhaustive list. A couple more that are really helpful are uh, taking communion, even daily the discipline of taking communion practicing communion another one is called the daily office this was really kind of brought into the modern scene in emotionally healthy spirituality pete gizero talks about the daily office having time in the morning set aside for god but also time in the afternoon cuz you know in the afternoon we get stressed we've had a hard day at work and we come back into the secret place with god again But the list that I just shared um, will be the ones that we really hone in on over the next couple months. So at the risk of sounding like a three in the morning, get rich quick infomercial, uh, the disciplines are a fast track to spiritual growth in Christ. The spiritual disciplines are a fast track to growth in Christ. There's no get rich quick scheme that works, but I promise you, you implement spiritual disciplines in your life and you're going to see growth. Within a week. Like, yeah, you will. You will see growth. It'll happen. Many Christians hope that they happen to go deeper with God over time. Like, we, we, just, we hope that we happen to stumble upon growth. But the disciplines are tools that we use to build a robust faith, full of power and peace, strength, and sturdiness. That's what the spiritual disciplines do. Today, there's only one that I didn't mention, and it's the one that we're going to cover for the next 10 minutes or so, and it's the practice of the presence of God. The practice of the presence of God. The practice of the presence of God, this term was coined uh, from a collection of letters and teachings from a man named Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence was a French monk who lived in the 17th century in France. He was not a priest or a preacher. He was a cook in a monastery. But his insight into the presence of God has inspired countless followers of Jesus to walk with deeper awareness of God's spirit and presence with them everywhere they go. I have several quotes this morning from his book, The Practice of the Presence of God. And that book is a combination of letters that he wrote, like kind of pastoral letters he wrote to friends, and then also what's called the spiritual maxims. This is big in uh, Catholicism, but it's just these ways to live so that we're seeking the presence of God. And it's it's awareness, right? That word awareness is primarily what this practice is all about. And this is a spiritual discipline. It's becoming more and more aware of God's being with us and responding appropriately. We don't really think about this discipline. We think about prayer. Yeah, I should read scripture. You know, I've got a big decision, so maybe I'll fast. We, we think in terms of these But we don't think about the fact that there's another discipline, which is, God, you're with me right now, and I wanna respond adequately to your nearness. Uh, David um, writes about this in the Psalms about God's presence with him. Psalm 139, uh, seven through 12. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, If I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. When we are constantly aware of the presence of God, That means we're continually re-immersed in his love and his grace and his truth and his power. It's not just about realizing that God's with me. It's everything that God is being with me. His comfort with me, his grace with me, his empathy with me. And most people think, most Christians who are just living their life, doing their best, trying to give it their all, We just think, oh, I'm going to be in the presence of God on Sunday when I'm worshiping or on Wednesday night or on Saturday morning or in my God time in the morning. But I love this quote from Brother Lawrence. It blew my mind. He says, as for my set hours of prayer, they are only a continuation of the same exercise. What is he saying? He's saying I can be just as immersed in his presence when in a meeting with a client as I am when pacing in the prayer room. I can be just as in tune with his nearness when sitting in a lecture as I'm lifting as I am when I'm lifting my hands singing on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, we believe in the manifest presence of God. That's oftentimes when we're in on Sundays or in the prayer room and we're saying, "God, we want you to come. We want you to move." We're we're believing for the manifest presence of God. When he begins to just really enter the scene in this almost visible way sometimes, this tangible way. But his presence, his being with me is everywhere I go as a follower of Jesus because I have the spirit indwelling in my heart. But the key to this practice is awareness and attention. And these are learned behaviors. That's why this practice is, they're, they're called the spiritual disciplines because they don't come naturally. Don't judge yourself because you're quote unquote not good at prayer. Or, man, they're telling me they fast every single Friday. Like, first of all, why? And then also, uh, like, I can't even do that. I can't even get my mind there. Chill out. It's okay. We're all on this journey together and in different places. I wish that I had the evangelism and fasting routine of Pastor Matt Klosterman. I wish that I could go out on the streets in boldness and just share my I'm just like lord you got to deposit that in my heart because I don't have that I wish that I had the the empathy of Jason Wong our our next gen director I mean he sits and like you'll be sharing your heart about something and he just like weeps like that's a that's a discipline that's a spiritual discipline I wish that I had the you know prayer life of many of our pastors and leaders in the church and I'm I want to say working on it but I'm journeying with Jesus in that regard there's a book uh, by a man named Larry Lee. It's called, Could You Not Tarry One Hour? And he breaks down specifically prayer, but this goes for all the spiritual disciplines like this. You go from desire to discipline to delight. From desire to discipline to delight. Dude, I want to pray like that. That's the desire. I want to. I, I yearn for that. I want to be that kind of prayer person. Want have? I, I desire that. So then... In tandem with the Holy Spirit, empowered by his grace, I implement the discipline. I will show up. God, I'm setting a meeting with you. I'm setting up my date with you every single morning, and we're doing this. I'm setting the discipline in order. And over time, that discipline becomes delight. We go from desire to discipline to delight. So we need to develop an awareness of God's presence. A couple verses for you, Deuteronomy 4.39 he says, "So I remember this and keep it firmly in mind. The Lord is God, both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other." So the speaker saying, I'm, gonna, "I'm about to share a lesson with you. Something about God's nature. He's in heaven and He's on earth. He's everywhere, all at once. He's Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. He's all over the place at all times." But what does he say before that? He says, "Remember this and keep it firmly in mind." It's not just like, "Yeah, I guess God, like in this ethereal, He's kind of wherever." The author's literally telling us, remember this, keep this in mind, rehearse this, recall this, live in this reality that he is with you constantly. Jeremiah 23, 24, God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, can a man hide himself in the secret place so that I cannot see him? Do I not fill heaven and earth? God is revealing his nature. I'm all over the place, guys. That's what he's saying. I'll tell a really quick story. I was uh, eight years old when Star Wars Revenge of the Sith came out, and I've always loved Star Wars. I'm building a lightsaber next week in Disneyland. <laughs> like I, I, love, I love Star Wars, okay? And, but there's a pretty graphic scene at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and I'll spare you guys the details, but I'll just use just a few words, okay? Main character, lava barbecue okay like that's that's how I'll break it down like so I remember seeing this scene I'm eight years old I'm watching and I'm like scarred like just go like what am I seeing and uh I, we were traveling when I saw this movie with our with our friends and usually my room my bedroom was right next to my parents bedroom when I was a kid but we were traveling with our, with our friends they had this huge house so me and my friend Kyle were sleeping down in the basement. They had this whole kid's room down in the basement where we were sleeping. So my parents were on like the second floor of the house. And one night I'm like, I'm just thinking about the images that are burned in my corneas, right? And I'm thinking about it and I'm scared and I'm, I don't know how to process that. I'm eight years old, right? And I remember calling out for my dad, but he wasn't right there. He wasn't right next to me. I'm calling out once, calling out twice. And I remember finally he heard me came right down to the basement. And what do you think happened? I fell right asleep. And that's, I mean, that's a testament to, you know, I had a great dad. I had great parents growing up, but but the lesson for us as followers of Jesus is that I call on him and he answered me. I'm in fear, in distress, and rather than trying to fix things through my anxiety, which we do, no, I... I I release outcome. And I say, I'm practicing the presence of God right now. Lord, you are just as with me right now as you were on Sunday. So this is the practice of the presence of God. It's acknowledging and it's interacting. God, while I wash these dishes, (laughs) you're here with me. While I babysit these kids, you're here with me. That's acknowledging. You're here with me right now. And then it's interacting throughout the day. Lord, I'm washing these dishes, I'm babysitting these kids, I'm meeting with this client, preparing for this trial, preparing for this this meet. I'm acknowledging you're here with me right now and I'm gonna interact with you. God, I love you. Just taking these 15 seconds to just remind you, Lord, I love you. It's kind of like randomly calling a loved one for no other reason than to say you love them and you're thankful for them. Yeah. I tried to put this into practice yesterday with somebody, very close friend of our, close friend of me and Cassidy's. We haven't seen her as much recently, so I just called her. I said, "Hey, we miss you. We love you." And it's not this big conversation. It's not this. You know, when when we're practicing the presence of God, it's not oh man, I got to set aside 15 minutes right now in the middle of the day. It's the the practice of the presence of God is that I'm always with him and he's always with me. And I'll close with this quote from Brother Lawrence. He says, remember what I've recommended to you, which is this, to think often on God by day, by night, in your business and even in your diversions. He is always near you and with you. Leave him not alone. You would think it rude to leave a friend alone who came to visit you. Why then must God be neglected? Do not then forget him, but think on him often. Adore him continually and live and die with him. This is the glorious employment of a Christian. I love that terminology. This is the employment of a Christian to be with him, to dwell with him, to live and to die with him. So our weekly practice this week is gonna be the practice of the presence of God. Setting in place reminders even to engage with him, with his presence throughout the day. Just a couple ideas to maybe practice this. Change your lock screen on your phone to scripture or even just a word or a phrase, something to draw your attention to his presence. Set a calendar reminder throughout the day. Or I love this one, this might be helpful. Uh, Write different notes around your house. Just say presence or God or whatever you wanna say. Put a note on your bathroom mirror. Put a note by the coffee maker in the morning. Put a note on the couch before you're about to turn on some Netflix. This is the practice of the presence of God. And we're gonna get into small groups in one second. We'll close, but there's a few um, books that I'm gonna be recommending uh, for the next couple months that I think it would be really beneficial for us as a community to go through together. Uh, The first is The Way of the Heart by Henry Nouwen. This book really emphasizes silence and solitude and prayer. One of the best books on solitude I've ever read, The Way of the Heart. And this will come, this will go out, by the way, in our weekly practice sheet. Uh, the other one is where I got these quotes today from Brother Lawrence, The Practice of the Presence of God. This is like $5 on Amazon. And this thing is gold. I have so many highlights in this book. And then uh, this one is The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard. I'm currently working through this book. And... Uh, so these books, I just encourage you, pick one of them up, put, pick all of them up. If money's a problem, I will happily, happily buy you one or all of these books. I'm happy to do that. And, um, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to get into small groups in one second. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll dive in. Father.